Now, this is interesting right here. This is interesting, and I think that this is going to be a very weird trailer. Um, scary? I don't know. Even though this director has scared the shit out of me prior to this film coming out, I don't know if this is going to be scary. I just know it's going to be strange. I know it's going to be a little bit weird because that's what these motherfuckers do. But this is interesting to say the least, man. Um, and I'm going to just jump straight into why. The Black Phone. This is trailer number two. I I really don't think I did a trailer reaction for the first one, but I do remember watching it, and it was very strange. Uh, Ethan Hawke kind of pulled up on some, you know, white van, you know, to catch a predator type of shit. Um, the only difference is Chris Hansen was nowhere to be found, and he snatched this little boy up, and this little boy is just in his room with this black phone, and it, the phone is dead, but then it starts ringing, and Ethan Hawke runs in, and he tells him, you know, don't touch that phone, and blah, blah, blah. And Ethan Hawke's got this weird fucking mask on with these horns on it and this creepy smile. I don't know what's going on in that first trailer. Therefore, I don't know what's going on in this entire film. I don't know if this is going to be psychological horror. I don't know if it's going to be straightforward horror. But being as though, you know, this film, The Black Phone, being as though um, Scott Derrickson is directing this movie, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some type of crazy twist and there's going to be psychological horror involved. Scott Derrickson... Same director as Sinister and Sinister 2. Sinister is a movie that genuinely scared the shit out of me the first time I watched it. I watched it with all the lights out um, at my old apartment. And I I remember just feeling really uneasy. There's a musical score in that movie that haunts my dreams to this day. And I actually, the crazy thing is, while it haunts my dreams, I thoroughly enjoy listening to it. I just put that shit in my playlist last night. The irony that I'm doing this trailer reaction today, and it's all connected to Scott Der Scott Derrickson and Sinister. Sinister 2, I went to the movies to see. Um, me and my daughter's mom went to see it when it came out. And the movie was, it was boring as shit. I almost fell asleep. I didn't like it, uh, but Scott Derrickson did redeem himself because he ended up directing Doctor Strange, which is a it's actually a really decent Marvel origin story, and it's really fucking trippy. It's like it's the most sober acid trip you can watch on screen next to Inception, and um, you know it's good for him and Ethan Hawke to team up again because I feel like they made something that was that's really going to live on for decades to come with the, with the movie Sinister, and the, the the strange thing about this or the interesting thing about this. I didn't know this movie was based off of a book by the same name. You know, the book is called The Black Phone, but this book was written by Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son. And I'm like, there are a lot of variables here that give me vibes that this movie might be decent. It might be something here, man. Ethan Hawke's in this movie. I'm not sure about the, who the rest of the cast members are. The rest of the cast members are pretty young. Um... Madeline McGraw, Mason Thames, uh, they're young bucks in this movie. James Ransone, who played one of the officers, he was a bit of a groupie in that first Sinister movie, but he's the one that wanted the autograph from Ethan Hawke. I think, he, I'm pretty sure he wanted the autograph from Ethan Hawke, but if nobody remembers James Ransone from the movie Sinister, then you will remember him as Eddie, grown-up Eddie in It Chapter 2, and he played that fucking role to a T. E. Roger Mitchell is in this movie, who's in so many movies I can't even think of right now. Um, looking at the rest of the cast here, it looks like it's a lot of, you know, child actors in this movie or young kid actors in this movie. Jeremy Davies, Gina Jun, uh, I'm not even going to get into the rest of the cast. I feel like we should just get into the trailer, people. I don't know what to expect except a mask, a, a young boy being snatched up in a room and Ethan Hawke in a creepy ass, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a creepy ass mask and a black phone. Listen, I don't know. 
I don't know, people. Let's just jump into it, man. They dropped this trailer yesterday. Shout out to Universal Pictures. This trailer is um two minutes and 20 seconds long. I feel like that's fair enough. That is definitely fair enough. So, people, without further ado, let's get into this trailer reaction for the Black Phone trailer 2, actually. I will hit the play button in 3, 2, 1. Stranger Danger already. Would you like to see a magic trick? He looks like Richard Brack in that movie 31. His face all painted up. Tell me your name. Taylor. Bruh. They're looking for him. He's really starting to like you. Finny. We almost let you go. Oh, he lied. Oh, he did the exorcism of Emily Rose. I wasn't really fond of that movie. Who are you? Whoa. It doesn't work. Hang it up. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, I knew it. This is some weird, you know, M. Night Shyamalan twist shit. Ethan Hawk, man, what is wrong with you, bro? My brother, he was taken. By a man with black balloons. <laughs> Whoa! Bro, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Ethan Hawk is in his bag in this movie. Oh, shit. What is this? It Chapter 3? What the fuck? This is like part X-Men, part... What? Oh no, who'd he kill? Yo. The fuck going on? Then they're going to say text escape to such and such number. What the fuck? Listen, it's bad enough that y'all got this weird, creepy, strange-ass trailer. But then they're going to give a number to text at the end of the trailer. Like, people are really going to do that shit. And I ain't going to do it. I thought about it for that split second. Did y'all hear how quiet I got and how I, like, stammered a little bit? I thought about it, but I'm not doing that. That's the equivalent to dialing 976 evil. I'm not going to do it. I ain't fucking around with y'all, man. Y'all not gonna get, you know, y'all not gonna have me in that fucking room answering a black phone that's not even in service. They're, they're like spirits and ghosts calling him and giving him clues and shit. Like, I, there is a reason why Ethan Hawke keeps telling him, don't, you know, hang the phone up. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Now, I don't know, like I said, the same director as Sinister and Doctor Strange, yeah, you gonna get something strange for a little piece of change, but this shit here, man, I it's it's hard to really pinpoint what's going on, but to say the least, to say the least, man, I'm intrigued because Scott Derrickson's one of those people who I, you know, I'm glad that he, I don't know if he started if if Sinister is one of his earlier films, but Sinister is one of those movies, man. It I want to say it came out in 2010. 
it's one of the best horror it was one of the best horror movies of the the decade honestly i'm just gonna go out and say it man and i really y'all don't hear me say that shit very often but i feel like a movie like sinister for me personally as far as horror movies go that really stand out and really stand the test of time it goes in the same category with movies like the strangers it goes in the same category as movies like don't breathe and hush and green room and shit like that movies of just that quality that genuinely set out to not only tell a story but to creep you out and genuinely scare you i i can appreciate that sinister 2 not so much but I appreciate that he took another swing at a movie that he really didn't have to. You really didn't need a sequel for Sinister. But I know the dude, uh, Magoo, whatever the hell his name was, Mr. Magoo or whoever the fuck. I know there was probably more to be, you know, to be told about him. And people wanted to know where he came from and what he was going to do afterwards and all this other type stuff. I get it. Um, When he jumped on Doctor Strange, I'm like, okay, this guy is... um. This guy wears many hats. He's a multi-hyphenate type of director. He can he can go from horror to, you know, fantasy superhero type of films. And that's cool. You know, I I think that's a really cool thing for directors to wear on their sleeve um, to have different styles of filmmaking. This movie, man, I, I just don't. I'm, I'm intrigued for sure, but I don't know where this movie is going to take me. This is one of those movies where I'm going to have to just take a couple deep breaths before I watch it. And I'm like, all right, man. You got me for this hour or so, you know, hour, two hours, however long you got me, man. Let's let's make it count because I already know this movie is going to take me in so many different directions. That moment where Ethan Hawke has, is, is covered in blood with that axe, I'm pretty sure that's either a cop, you know, a, a plainclothes cop, not plainclothes, a uniform cop, a detective, or maybe a neighbor that probably hears the little boy trying to escape or hears something or just suspects some type of activity and you know it's always a motherfucker to snoop around somebody's crib or get invited in for tea and crumpets and get an axe to the face i feel like that's why ethan hawk is covered in blood like that you know it's probably going to be one of those moments like misery where um you know sheriff that sheriff buster was knocking on kathy bates door and was like have you seen paul sheldon because i think he's in your basement type shit and then she blew a fucking a doggy door through the back of his shit like he that shit went flapping open in the front she killed that son of a bitch at the top of that basement staircase that's going to be one of those moments i think that's where ethan hawk got all that blood on him from um i don't know how many different masks he has in here because one mask has a sad face one has a plain face one has a smile I, I don't know if that's just some trippy um shit that they're doing using artistic expression in the film i don't know um but ethan hawk man I don't know if I've seen him in a role like this before, and if I haven't, even better. I think the closest, me personally, I've seen to Ethan Hawke playing a bad guy is maybe, and somebody out, somebody out there correct me if I'm wrong, the closest I've seen to Ethan Hawke playing a bad guy is probably Brooklyn's Finest, and he wasn't, he, yeah, he was a bad guy, he was a dirty cop, he was a dirty cop, you know, he wanted to get that money for his family to get a bigger house and provide for them more than he, he already was. Because he was struggling to make ends meet and he was just a dirty cop. So that was probably the closest I've seen to... Because he's usually the straight guy. You know, he's the straight-laced guy trying to do the right thing. Even in Assault on Precinct 13 where he had like crazy PTSD and was taking drugs for it. He wasn't a corrupted cop. He was still trying to do the right thing even though he had to work with criminals. And, uh, you know, murderers and stuff like that. But this here, he's just completely unhinged. He's just a, you know, he's a, an abductor, a murderer. I don't even know if this motherfucker's human in, in this movie, man. But... Let's watch this trailer one more again, man, and see what we can see here. I get it vibes too, man. I'm telling you, the girl riding the bike in the in the poncho. 
He's like, poof, you can disappear from this neighborhood. Y'all ever had house phones that just ring entirely too long? I fucking hate that. I wonder what this if this kid was in something else. I just can't figure out what it was. And there's literally nothing in that room except that phone, except that mattress, and that window. You know all our names? It doesn't work. Hang it up. Ethan Hawke's gonna go ape shit in this movie. That, that right there. So is she the oracle? I hope his sister doesn't die in this movie. That'd be terrible. That right there, man. Who the? First of all, if he really, if, if he's not imagining that and he does get out, he better, he should, why? Listen, man, I'll say it in a second, people. Oh, I didn't peep the uppercut. Let's go, kid. Let's go, kid. I didn't peep the uppercut he gave Ethan Hawke. Let's fucking go. You know what I'm saying? Um... Let me say this. If that is indeed real, which I'm hoping it is, man, when that kid tries to escape and he look, there looks to be a scene where he is tiptoeing around Ethan Hawke. I don't know if he's trying to get his car keys, if he's trying to get a, uh, uh, you know, a weapon of some kind. But I don't it looks like Ethan Hawke is asleep or he's just laying down. Why do people always do this when they escape the clutches of the killer or not the clutches of the killer, but the clutches of the killer's lair? When they do that and they get a chance to fucking kill these dudes before they get out, why don't they take the chance? They always want to tiptoe around and then you always see the killer like, you know, snoring and kind of like not open his eyes, but, you know, shake and position himself differently so he can get comfortable in bed. And then they just they still got to tiptoe out there and not do anything. Listen, unless that motherfucker is Jason Voorhees, that is a flesh and blood killer. You can break that motherfucker's neck, gouge his eyes out in his sleep, break his, you know, tear his jaw off, Victor Crowley style. I don't give a shit, man. I hate when people do that shit in movies, man, when they finally escape and they don't take the chance to fucking kill the killer when they have the chance to do it. It just gets on my nerves, man. But this is a kid. This is a kid. I'm going to be a little lenient here. But this is a kid. Unless this is a period piece, which I'm assuming it is. This looks to be a period piece. But, um... Come on, man. You got the you got the help of the ghosts of Christmas past and Christmas future and present helping you out throughout this thing. When he's when he's swinging the phone with the dirt or gravel, whatever it is inside of it, there's a ghostly girl or a spirit of the girl in the background. I think that's a girl and like standing behind him. 
and is showing him how to swing that that telephone to hit him in the face with it or something. So it's like you got help. You got help, bro. Use it. Use it, man. Or if so, when you pick up the phone, at, you know, have a conversation. If you have time, have a conversation. Sit down with these with, the, with whoever's calling you collect and just be like, look, man, if y'all got all this fucking information, why can't y'all just spirit me out this bitch? You know, like have one of the spirits just magically, you know, jump into somebody's body, ghost Patrick Swayze style and rip the fucking, you know, rip the boards off of this window so I can get up out this bitch, man. They always want you to like... I spirits and ghosts man i'm I'm never gonna say nothing because i do believe in them but in movies sometimes y'all just be doing the most like god like god damn man help help a nigga out damn like don't just sit there and just give me a tutorial on how to escape you're gonna go you know they get ghosts and shit they get real liam neeson they want to give you verbal blueprints and be like you're gonna go 68 degrees southwest then they're gonna turn left and make a right left right 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 cool Best of luck to you. And then you end up not even getting the fuck up out of there because you've been going in a circle the whole goddamn time around this dude's house. But color me curious, people. Color me curious because I do want to see this movie. I want to see Ethan Hawke have a very memorable role as a bad guy. I want to see people dislike the shit out of Ethan Hawke in this movie because he's a very likable actor, man, in the majority of the films I've seen him in. And I want to be creeped out. I want to be... um. I don't know if this movie is going to be scary, but I do want to be on the edge of my seat. I want to be weirded out. I want to be creeped out in a way that only Scott Derrickson can, you know, deliver. Uh, Because Sinister, like I said, man, that is one of it's going to go down as one of the best horror movies uh, of of, of all time for me, man. I know it's a bold statement, but that's just how I feel, people. Um, So hopefully this movie is good, man. I can't wait to see this. This is definitely um, on my radar of movies to see for sure. But y'all already know where to go, man. And if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Podme, and Podcast Addict. Shout out to Anchor. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for Meryl Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. And shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Hard Vivers. And last but certainly not least, shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there, man. Still shooting for that, what, 20 3k mark is is it that I really I, how the fuck do i not know this i just checked the numbers this morning i'm getting old people whatever the mark is we we shooting for it all right it don't even matter it don't even matter i i will keep getting the content out to y'all and y'all keep tuning in man i appreciate y'all love y'all man y'all already know the love and support that y'all show me i show it back to y'all tenfold and then some so with that being said people yours truly romero tudor another episode of tudor reviews in the can i'll check y'all on the next one